0: G'day mate, 40 here. Just got off the plane here in Sydney. And uh, it's kind of interesting going through customs and not being treated like a suspect, not being treated like the enemy. That's the wonderful thing about returning to a coherent, cohesive country like Australia, that uh, as a citizen you're not automatically treated with suspicion like you're the enemy by your government. Australians by and large think that the the government's on their side. It's kind of a nice thing. So we're here at Coogee Beach. So plane arrived about 7.30 this morning, made my way through customs in about half an hour, perfectly pleasant experience. Then rode public transport, rode the bus here to Coogee. And uh, did you know that even white people are able to drive buses? And from my experience in America, I thought only black, brown and Asian people were able to drive buses, but uh, apparently even white people are capable of driving a bus here in Australia and they're capable of working for the government and working in customs. Ah, welcome to Coogee, mate. What a beautiful suburb here on Sydney's east, eastern shores. So after I got settled, put my stuff away, had two protein bars, got down to the beach, I just needed to unwind and uh, read the New York Times. Just makes me feel relaxed. What am I doing back in Australia? Mate, I like to spend my winters back in in uh, Sydney with all the posh people, right? Some, some posh people like to spend their, their winters in Palm Springs, but I just like to spend my winters in in Sydney. So I'd like to get over here for two or three months every year. Share the gospel of ethical monotheism. Do some outreach. Be an emissary for the Rebbe. It's a tough life, but someone's got to live it. Ah. Stochastic terrorism. Have you heard about stochastic terrorism before? Like, I think I just heard about it in the past week. I mean, Tucker was making fun of it. Tucker Carlson was making fun of it. And then on the front page of the New York Times had a columnist, the big article on stochastic terrorism. So did you know that the attack on Paul Pelosi is reviving a conversation? You can't work remotely? Yes, I can work remotely. I have internet access Right? I can teach Alexander Technique remotely, I can write, I can edit, I can research for people. Perfectly capable of working remotely down under. And if the worst comes to the worst, I'll end up in my brother's nursery, logging bags of concrete around. Nothing like moving a couple of, couple of tons of uh, concrete to uh, get the blood flowing. So stochastic terrorism, that is terrorism by you know, random disturbed individuals, but who are being activated or set off or stimulated by by demonic language. Alright, so apparently even though both sides can demonize the other, it's overwhelmingly Overwhelmingly something that Republicans do to Democrats. Can I express my vulnerabilities as adroitly over there? No, it's a much more repression here in Australia. Right? It's much less of a me first. Let me be open with my emotions. Much more repression. So, yeah, Australia is being changed by its immigrant population. But Australia is simultaneously changing its immigrant population, making them more waspy or white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, a little more reserved. So as I, as I get off the bus, or get off the plane, go through the airport, get on the bus, ride public transport, looking at, look at people walking down the street, I don't see you know, the, the vivid emotional display that I see more often in America. So Australians tend to be a little more muted in their emotions, so still, and a less enthusiastic society than America, less about being open with your emotions, but very into physical fitness. So it is It's about 11 a.m. here on a Friday. So stochastic terrorism. The New York Times says that this is primarily, primarily a result of Republican rhetoric demonizing their opponents. Republicans are much more likely to demonize their opponents than Democrats. Well, as Republicans are much more likely to believe in demons, as Republicans are much more likely to believe in the supernatural, as Republicans are much more likely to believe in the transcendent, to believe in God, to believe in religion, then, yeah, I think they're more likely to use demonic language, right? A Republican is more likely to be medieval or pre-modern. So liberals very modern. They believe in the strategic, autonomous, rational, buffered self. And people who are not liberal are much more likely to hold traditional views where ourselves are porous, where we're affected by what's going on around us, where what you're doing is going to affect me, where we're much more skeptical of human nature. We don't believe that people are just inherently oriented towards uh, the good and the right. Right? So people on the left think that uh, human nature tends towards the good. People on the right tend to have much more sceptical views of human nature. And we're much more sceptical of the power of human reason on the right. We think that people are going to misuse their reason to do the things that they want to do, and then they're simply going to justify it using you know, fancy rhetoric and fancy you know, rational arguments. Right? We often uh, use rational arguments to make the case for doing what we just emotionally feel driven to do. So, yeah, I bet Republicans are more likely to demonize their opponents, just as people who believe that you can choose your sex, right? they're more likely to believe in uh, transgender language and that orientation. So, yeah, your worldview is going to affect the language that you use. In the final analysis, people don't get murdered because of rhetoric, because of language. People get murdered because of conflicts of interest, right? Group conflicts of interest are what uh, are what drive group conflicts that turn deadly. So great news, guys, checking out the New York Times today. It says that Republicans are trying to stoke fear over crime while the data is mixed. So according to the New York Times, people have this vastly exaggerated fear of increases in crime. And uh, the data just don't support it. So all these people think that crime's getting worse and worse, but come on, guys, you've got to listen to the data. All right? got to listen to the data. And the New York Times will give you the data. It's like, yeah, that murder rates are up 40%, since May of 2020. But, heck, that's just because of COVID, right? It's not because of the anti-police reaction driven by our elites in the media and academia and politics, mainly on the left side of the political spectrum, which discourage police from doing their job. But right? that's not the reason why we have this massive upsurge in homicide and grievous bodily harm, assaults, and other crimes. Also, Many police departments are becoming much less rigorous about tracking crime. People have less incentive to make crime reports because the police are now experiencing less incentives to track down crime. So when the police have less incentives to report crime, when the police have less incentives to do their job, and when people have less, fewer incentives to report a crime, yeah, you're going to have a decrease in many reports of crime. So who are you going to believe the data or your lying eyes now there are areas where the data tends to be very accurate and that's when it comes to dead bodies because industrialized nations first world nations they tend to take, uh, take death pretty seriously Right. so when it comes to murder that's where you get the most most accurate crime statistics pretty much every other crime aside from murder is much less accurate but uh, it's kind of amusing to see all these stories in the New York Times, other elite media, about how people are overreacting to the crime problem. The Republicans are just seizing on it to try to win elections. But it's not its not rooted in data, guys. Right? Your growing concern about crime is not rooted in data. I see crimes every day. I'm a white man. I'm not getting involved in that kind of thing. I don't want to even give the appearance of impropriety. Okay, so... I was hanging out at the airport. I just made this trip on the spare of a moment. So uh, Wednesday morning, I said, ah, I want to go to Australia for a few months. So I booked a flight, took off Wednesday night at 10.30. When I was sitting in the airport at LAX, I started talking to this Australian couple here from Sydney, and they were visiting a child in Los Angeles. And when they were fueling up their car, one of the more diverse beautiful parts of South Central, East LA, uh, they saw a man just assaulting a woman. They're just punching, 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 punching her. And they froze because they'd been told, don't interfere. See, if that took place in Australia, people would step up, they would interfere. So you may think, oh, Australia's got these low crime rates, that's wonderful. But it comes with tremendous amounts of repression, right? It comes with people getting much more involved comes with, you know, higher social trust, higher social cohesion, but then people make more demands on each other. So you start building a woman here in Australia, then people will talk to you about it. Right? People will say, no, you can't do that. People will be much more likely to call the police. But uh, this couple said they, they went inside the gas station and said, hey, there's this man assaulting a woman. And uh, the Latino gas station tenant just didn't want to do anything. He says it's, it's best not to get involved. So all these people were watching a man repeatedly punch a woman very hard and they just didn't want to do anything about it. They just didn't want to get involved, right? They'd they'd been educated, you don't get involved. So in Australia, people are much more likely to get involved, they'll call the police and they'll make demands on each other, say, hey mate, that's not right, you can't, can't attack a woman like that. So the high trust, high cohesion country, Right, comes with a price. In China they don't get involved either, they just stand by and watch because if you get involved you have a risk of liability. Same in the U.S. Blaming the uninvolved would surprise me as the next step of the uh, clown world. But Why do people stop getting involved? Because it's too dangerous. Right? You change the incentives, you change the level of social trust and social cohesion how much people get, get involved. So we can We can decide our crime rates, we can decide our wage rates by limiting immigration and by how much we lock up people who do horrible things. We lock up super predators, the 1% of the population that uh, does much of the crime, then you have much lower crime rates. If you limit immigration, so that uh, you can still form a socially cohesive society, you can have higher wage rates, and have more social trust, lower rates of crime, but then that comes with a price. People will make more, ask you for more. They'll ask you to report crime, they'll ask you to step up. They might even want to drink from your garden hose when they're thirsty. You can drink from someone's garden hose when you're thirsty in Australia without being afraid of getting shot so yeah Sydney, one of the safest cities in the world low crime rates, high social trust high social cohesion but think about the tremendous price to be paid in terms of repression right so there's virtually no public masturbation here in Australia you don't see human feces smeared all over the sidewalks right? You just don't see the graffiti. don't see the mariachi bands. So think about what you give up. Yeah, you have lower rates of crime, but you have much higher rates of repression. Think about all the great graffiti artistry and feces artistry that we're losing here in Australia because of, you know, high rates of Anglo-Saxon repression. And also people are a little more restrained here in Australia. Right, they're not as uh, me first, they're not as self-expressive, they're not, oh, I just gotta follow my bliss, I just gotta do my own thing. Like people are much more concerned about their mates, much more concerned about their relationships with other people, much more concerned about their connections, much more concerned about their standing in society kind of a less of a me-first society. Not nearly as many fare jumpers Like got on the bus, and uh, quite different from riding the bus in LA, New York City, Washington DC, Chicago, where apparently there, there are privileged groups of people who don't have to pay the fare. But uh, there, aren't, there aren't apparently whole groups of people marked out by the will of heaven here in Australia don't feel obliged to pay the fare Every, almost everybody seems to pay the fare and they can even leave baggies out for people to pick up after their dogs because the, the baggies don't get stolen and you can have nice things like look out at this park there, there's no trash there's no graffiti they are these beautiful public spaces clean public restrooms clean beaches it's safe you can go anywhere in sydney anytime You don't have to fear for your life. But it comes with a price of repression. Also, the kids here wear public uniforms, school uniforms. So I think think that discipline also creates social cohesion. Like if you just march with people, then uh, that feels a bond, you create a bond if you just simply march with people people in Australia comment on my accent yeah, they say it doesn't it doesn't sound American but it doesn't sound Australian either, it's kind of in between being back in Aussie gets my Aussie accent starting to rev up again so there aren't uh, bad parts of town in Sydney So in Los Angeles, there are bad parts of town, but there aren't burned-out parts of town like the Bronx, or how the Bronx used to be. So in every part of Los Angeles, you have nice cities. But you still have some very dangerous areas. Still, comparatively, Los Angeles has low rates of murder compared to Chicago, New York City, Washington, D.C., and some other cities. So the New York Times article on uh, crime said uh, it's related to poverty, but there's another variable. There seems to be like one group where the higher the percentage of the population is this one group, then the more likely you are to have violent crime. A far more accurate predictor than poverty, but for some reason the New York Times doesn't want to name the group. I'm missing LA diversity i got to be honest we don't, we don't have the talented 10th here uh, disrupting the public square making us rethink our white privilege where's the blaring mariachi music creative acts of graffiti and masturbation and feces smearing get on public transport and it smells nice it smells just fine the infrastructure smells fine parks are clean kind of kind of miss the the edge of the, the big city grafecies yeah that's what you give up when you have low crime high repression you give up all that free smearing missing the adrenaline rush from almost getting robbed or killed in a by diverse cultured youth yeah it's so much more exciting bro but uh, australia still still sends many of its most ambitious young people to America. If you want to be a great architect, great movie director, great actor, great musician people still come to America to make it yeah, just so calm here in Australia So I still see people with masks, particularly in the airport and on public transport, mainly Asians but uh it seemed like about a third of the people on public transport and in the airport wearing masks. On the flight, yeah, about a third, third to a half of the flight were still wearing masks. but so it seems like uh, Asians more likely to wear masks than whites and whites more likely to wear masks than some other peoples. It seems to correlate with uh, driving and crime rates generally. So Asians, East Asians tend to have about the lowest crime rates. They tend to conduct themselves more carefully with academics, with career, with earning, with family formation, with the uh, sexual choices, and uh, part of their being careful is uh, much more likely to wear a mask. I would move to Sydney if I could afford to live in a nice white area forced to live in a small town in North South Wales, but it's almost 100 percent white. Australia is still about 85% white and about 15% Asian and about 0.5% Aborigine So I'm going to be cancelling a lot of my subscriptions like to YouTube TV, to uh, get NFL Red Zone Uh, Paramount Plus because they're they're no good over here so for KO Sports I think last time I was here for like $27 a month I could get all the sports I want the World Cup is starting up in two weeks so we get KO Sports $27 a month all the live streaming sports that I want or need and also many of the, the best ESPN Plus documentaries are on there as well some of their own original docos so just to the left of me is a beautiful Kujie, to Bondi walk. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Just gorgeous walk along the coast. About uh, five miles or so. Bye bye.